Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to The Best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Last night on the ESPYs, you know, they always do the ESPYs. It's the perfect night to do it because there's nothing going on, right? After the All-Star game, there's no baseball, nothing happening. So let's take a listen to LeBron James last night on the ESPYs. I don't care how many more points I score or what I can or cannot do on the floor. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. I mean, where do I start? First of all, I'm going to say this. This is the reason why people don't – it's hard for people to embrace LeBron James. I'm just going to mm. say it. Everything is contrived. Everything is uh, rehearsed. Everything is phony. And, and, and so it doesn't feel right. Like, this, like, contrived uh, conversation last night, like he was announcing he wasn't retiring. Who thought he was retiring, JR? Nobody, nobody. thought he was retiring. No, nope. Nobody. No. And, nobody and, and, thought he would retire. And, and this is the point. When he did it after they got swept uh, first by Denver, when, mm-hmm. it, when they got swept in the Western Conference Finals, the way he was able to uh, – 
deflect getting swept in the Western Conference Finals was to say and throw out a hint that he might be retiring. That was right. a, which was never uh, real. That was I don't want everybody to talk about me getting swept. I don't want anybody to talk about. Um, uh, the, the the Nuggets. So if I put this phony story out that I might retire, that's where the conversation went. And the next day, of course, that was the conversation. Then ESPN has like uh, yesterday, and credit to Dan Patrick, who ripped ESPN for this. Like it was breaking news. LeBron's not retiring. Really? The only breaking news that would be real is if LeBron announced he was retiring. Not that he's not retiring. That's not breaking news. Breaking news is stop the world. LeBron is calling it quits. Not that he's going to continue to play. How is that breaking news, JR? It's not, and you're going to pop a blood vessel, Rob. I mean, we know LeBron's game. I can't believe after all these years, LeBron still gets your dander up when he does these maneuvers and makes makes these moves and plans out his legacy step by step, manipulates the media, manipulates people. We know he wants to play with Bronny. So hook or crook, he's going to make that happen. So we, we knew he wasn't retiring. LeBron's all about the theater, Rob. It is one of those things that he's been great at. In fact, throughout his entire career, his knack for taking any situation, no matter how good or bad, and making it a personal triumph in some way, it's probably unparalleled in the history of sports. How good he is at it. Let's let's be honest. No, but uh, see, here's my since, pushback. Well, one, since the bubble chip with his Lakers, you know, his career has been uneventful. Passing Kareem was like the highlight, but he knows there's no more championships, Rob. He knows there's no more MVPs. There's no more billing as the best in the game. It's about legacy now, about Bronny and Bryson, everything nice. So that's what he's really focused on. And like I said, the theater, he's an actor at this point. Yeah, but the the issue here is for all of that, you lose people, and that's why he's still out here trying to get people to respect him and feeling like he's been slighted because he keeps doing it. Do you remember after they won the championship and he said, uh, that, when y'all going to give me my damn respect? Yep, why would I you do. have to ask that? Why, why would you have to ask that? When are you going to give me my damn respect? Because everything's contrived. Because everything is just, it's just disingenuous. That, that's the issue. Is but didn't that, he say that, it was to the to our benefit and the fans' benefit that he'd be back? Like, are you dying for LeBron James to come back again? No, but that but that is the point is that he's trying <laughs> to make it like, uh, well, you guys are lucky that I ain't going. I'm not stepping away. That I'm still going to be around. I mean, dude, stop <laughs> with with all of that. This is why. You know, uh, people don't look at him as the GOAT, a lot of people. This is why even after uh, Michael Jordan had the last dance and ESPN did a poll and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Michael Jordan swept the poll, I think, in almost every category and people got to see him and still didn't think LeBron was the greatest. Right. And, and he just continues, let other people shower you and, and give you your flowers and respect you for what you've done. Whenever you stand there and you say, 
Yeah, after we came back from 3-1 to one against Gold State, that's when I knew I was the GOAT. Who says that? <laughs> well, in this social media age, LeBron James does, and, he, and he's milked it well. As I've said before, he's always trying to twist the narrative. He's always trying to influence the narrative, and he does it shamefully. He has no shame. It's like when he said, I can make a phone call and get Bronny into any school in the country. Why is that a flex for LeBron James? Right, and even to even put that out there and, and – and, and say that, and then it wasn't that long ago he said that Bronny was better than, uh, was it 50% Rob G? Of the NBA, or yeah, NBA rosters. Uh, whatever it was. I mean, like, why would you say that? And then yet, after all of this that he's done, passing Kareem and, and uh, winning four championships with three different franchises and all that, he still feels like he's, he's not given the credit. There's a reason. There's a yeah, reason. Four and seven. Okay, and, and, and a lot of it still has to do with you have to be humble about it. You have to let other people shower you with praise. Stop standing on a soapbox mm-hmm. asking people to praise you and and to do like this is that's what he did last night. Oh, you guys are lucky. I'm sticking around. He was never going anywhere. It's no, he it's wasn't. a fraud. Just like he was never reading that book that was upside down in the locker room. Then when they asked him about it, and he said, well, you know, I didn't really – I only read a couple pages, you know. Yeah, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's over and over. All right, our telephone number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We do want to get you involved. We'd love to hear, what did you make of last night um, and LeBron? Was this just typical LeBron – was this lower than than usual? Another another snoop uh, stoop lower than he's already done? You know, like I just every time, like like this was breaking news. Really, that he wasn't retiring. All he's talked about, and you mentioned this, was him playing with Bronny. So why would he even think that we thought he was going to retire? That was just a ploy. Don't look at the, the the disaster, the building that collapsed when they got swept by Denver in four games. Don't look at that. Look at this. I might quit. I might I might walk away after this season. I hope you got enough of me. That that's what LeBron did. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's turn over to uh, baseball, and we mm-hmm. had Mark Gubazar, the color analyst for the Los Angeles Angels. We talked about Shohei Otani. You know, what do you do with him? And, you know, uh, we've heard people talk about it. Uh, Chris Broussard on this very radio show has said a million times, Rob G, hasn't he? I'm not a Yankee. What does he say? I'm not a Yankee fan, but the Yankees should get Shohei Otani. That's that's Chris's take, that he believes he belongs in the Bronx, that he belongs on the biggest stage in baseball. And I, I, I don't totally disagree because he could wind up with the Dodgers, which I think is the most logical because he wanted to be in Southern California. He wanted to be closer to Japan. Right. If he switches over from the, the Angels to the Dodgers, he doesn't have to do much, right? It's, it's just uh, well, how not, many miles I, is it, Rob G? 45 miles or something? <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's not that far from uh, not that far from, from Anaheim. But here's my point, and then and I want to get your take. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger question is the Yankees need to get back to 
their evil empire roots. And what I mean by that is going out the days and going and getting the biggest and best players. Now, they did that with Garrett Cole. That was like their last big one. But if you think about the players that they've gotten of late, it's always been trades. The Rangers signed A-Rod and couldn't afford him anymore, right? And then they traded him to the Yankees. The, right. the Marlins signed Giancarlo Stan to that big contract, not the Yankees, and then they bailed him out with the trades. So mm-hmm. if Otani is available, why shouldn't the Yankees that make a gazillion dollars – Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't they be a player for Shohei Ohtani? And I, and the Yankees haven't won a World Series, Jr. You in New York since 2009? It's You're been right. a long yeah. time now. Is would this? Would you want to see Shohei in the Bronx? I mean, it doesn't matter to me one way or another, really, because if they're not in a position to win, they're not in a position to win. I think. Chris or other people might be confusing errors here. When the Yankees were winning World Series four and five years, they weren't just going out and buying uh, the best players in the game. They had a core of Derry Jeter, Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada, who who led the team and stayed there for what uh, over a decade together. That's how they won. And then they filled in other players. So people always have this misconception that the Yankees bought those championships. No, the best players, you know, th- that this doesn't address the uh, question directly, but I have to go back and say the best players on those teams were home, was homegrown right, talent. Right, but, but the question so, is now so they haven't they, won in a long right, time. Right, they got A-Rod. Right, that's why I wouldn't. No, we don't have to go down evil empire roots. They got A-Rod. They got that year they signed A-Rod. Then they got CC Burnett. They got one championship out of that era. And then since they've gotten Giancarlo Stanton, they haven't done anything. So, um, no, one player is not going to change the Yankees' problems. The Yankees have fundamental problems. The way that, that they look at the game, the way that they overuse analytics and metrics, it's like beating a dead horse. We go over this over and over again. The Yankees aren't going to win anything until they get players who can play can hit and run and and do multiple things, not just rely on home runs. The Yankees have been a boom-and-bust offense. People can talk about Cole. They can talk about the pitchers. They've been a boom-and-bust offense that lack original and natural-style baseball I, players. But I don't so know, I don't not, know how you could say not adding Otani would not answer. A, you would have another ace in your rotation. bases? No, but, he, I'm, but he, I'm trying to give you— for but I'm, average? But I'm trying to give you the pitching. You're not getting one player. You would be getting a pitcher, and every yeah, year in the postseason— Yeah, has he won a Cy Young Award yet? I mean, no, no, he Ohtani's hasn't. Pitch, Ohtani's pitching is overblown because he's a is overhyped because he's a great hitter. Yeah, but he's okay? top five. He's, a, he's top he's a, five right now. He's a pretty season. good pitcher. I've never seen him pitch in the postseason. I don't know if he'll go an extended time past six, five, six innings in the postseason. I don't know who Ohtani is postseason wise. I know that he's played with no pressure. On losing teams since he's been here, the Angels. Uh, we love everything that he does, but there's no stress to his pitching performances. There's no stress when he gets up to hit. Maybe if they make a playoff run this year, to me, all that stuff matters. And on and, and 
Really. All this talk about Otani, I don't really care. You know why I don't care? Because I know what it takes to, I'm not a fantasy baseball player. I actually understand the game. So I know that just getting Otani is not going to change the Yankees' fortunes a little bit. Why? Because fundamentally their team is not constructed correctly. You see any bros on the Yankees outside of uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton? Anybody that, any five-tool players who can generate runs, who can, no, no. No, Otani's going to come in and be another boomer bust hitter. I, I, and, total, and it, I totally, when, when you look at the Yankees, if you were to add him to their team, say the Yankees went out right now and decided right. that they're going to add him this season, you can't tell me that you wouldn't think that they would be closer to a World Series than ever I before. Don't, I don't. I do. Not because without, I, no, not I, without I do. Judge. No. No, no but no, of see, course this, I'm this, talking about Judge and is coming back. I'm not. I'm talking about if you have Judge oh, in the lineup, yeah, he's coming back. Do you have a date for that? Well, he's, he's hitting now. He's hitting. So I, if he wasn't hitting, then I would say I don't know when he's coming back. He started oh, hitting again. Sounds like my, the toe's pretty bad. But my point is that the Yankees have kind of been like in the background. The Mets have spent more money. The Dodgers, uh, other teams yep. have spent more money. And, and the, Yankees, the Yankees have decided that they're, they're kind of like, well, we want to win. They got a team full of guys nobody knows. And, and that's why when Judge isn't in the lineup, you know, like like they struggle so much to score. So I'm saying if you win, add, or are you saying the Yankees – need a big name because they're the Yankees. They know, I, I'm, we're confusing the two No, no, again, no, no. no. The question, the question you, is... You're going to win. No, so but you, the, you're saying the you're Yankees are not listening to the question. The question is going back to their evil empire roots. And what that means is when they used to spend money on people, which they don't do as much now. No, they don't. They don't. And that's the difference. And then you got to look and say, they haven't won since 2009. You can't keep doing the same thing that you've been doing. Here's a once in a lifetime player that's available. Who's going to be available. Do you go out or do you sit back and let the Dodgers or the Mets sign them is the question. No, but like you just said, they just signed Cole, so that's not accurate. The Yankees do spend money still. They didn't they give him three hundred million dollars. We said that was the last guy, but they still that haven't won. A couple won. of years ago, right? When's the last time the Pirates signed somebody for three hundred million dollars? No, but the pi- the Pirates aren't the Yankees. The point is that he's available, Jr. It's not like a, a wish. He's going to be available. Do you want him? Yes or no? Do should the no. Yankees spend money? No. If I'm the Yankees, I don't care. He's not going to change my fortunes. I don't need Shohei Otani. I'm the Yankees. I don't need that guy to be somebody. I'm the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees not, haven't won let, anything let since two thousand nine. Franchise. But that them. doesn't make sense. What you're saying is them. you're saying you're the Yankees and you haven't won. If you take away that 2009 championship, I haven't then, won. Then, wait a minute. There's one championship since 2000. That's how many 20 some odd years. Since, how many Milwaukee no, have in the last Milwaukee's not the how Yankees. Is, Come on, man. Come on. It's not the same. It's not the same barometer as the Rob, Yankees this or the is baseball. Milwaukee you don't Brewers. Just, you know this. You don't just get out on the field and win games. You have to construct a team. And it starts in your minor league system. And it starts with putting 
the right pieces together. It starts with having the right kind of offense that when you get to the playoffs, you can actually manufacture runs. You can get clutch hits from from people. You have to have the right pitching in the playoffs. I don't think Shohei Otani makes a difference one way or other. I'll leave that to the casual baseball fans who are enamored with this guy because he pitches and hits. But if I'm the Yankees, I don't need him. Why would I spend five, six hundred million dollars for a guy that's been on a team for the last four years that hasn't won anything? Yeah, but you know Where's that. Impact? But there's no way that you could say that it's strictly on him. Uh, Mike, Tr- Mike, Mike Trout has been hurt. They haven't had any yep. other pitching. Yep. They, they, they haven't had any other pitching. I agree. Uh, they, they've had other issues. It's not you can't just bl- pin it only on him. And as you know in baseball, it can't be on one guy. That's why they're not winning. And no, here's you your, asked if I was the Yankees, would I want him? No. Right. Okay, that's, that's different. My okay, that's your answer. But it, but <laughs> yes. it has nothing to do with with what with what's happening with the Angels. My point is, since 2000, which is 22. 22- 23 years ago, since 2000, one, one chip. the Yankees have one chip. That's not the Yankees it's, that we're used to. And people are saying uh-huh. maybe it's time for them to go out and get the best guy that's out on the market and stop playing cheap and stop going after guys who, who you don't have to pay and, and stop worrying about the uh, going over the salary uh, threshold where you got to pay a tax. Uh, that that's where the right. Yankees have become. So, they okay. become pin, penny pinchers. They become oh no, we can't go over the cap. Oh, we no, can't do this. That's what right. That's what I'm saying. In. Right. So if you're gonna go after Otani, I will. I would rather knowing that this is baseball and not basketball, and we've seen this over and over again. Right. I would take three two hundred million dollar year. Two hundred million contract players, rather than one six hundred million contract player, and in baseball, that's going to do me a lot better than having one guy. One guy, although he pitches as well, I can't. This is the thing: I can't count on Shohei Otani coming to New York City, carrying the burden of pitching and hitting, never getting hurt. I'm not. I'm not taking chances on that. I just. I don't believe that he can continue to pitch thirty starts a year and have four hundred at bats a season over the course of the next five years. So I know that most probably, most likely, I would lose significantly in that deal if I did not win with him in the first two seasons. After that. Well, okay, I'm the Yankees, so I'm going to just throw away $400 million. No, they're not going to do that because they haven't been spending money in the first place. I, you can't take that chance on this guy. I, 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 could, I could not disagree with you more. And here's the other thing. Otani pays for himself. The advertising that they get from Japan, when Hideki Matsui played for the Yankees, go back and look at the videotape of all the Japanese companies that were all over Yankee Stadium. Money won't be an issue. They'll be selling this jersey. They'll be everybody in Japan will be wearing a Yankee jersey. I mean, money's not the issue. I mean, they'll make that money back because he's an international star. He's not going to be a local star. You're right. So, so, so the money part is, is not win? really it. I'm just saying, you're Do saying you don't want them. Back? They want the back pages you back said for you don't the want Mets. Them. I, that's who the Yankees are now? That's, who they, that's what we're doing in the Bronx? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? 
Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. A podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. JR, let's get here. Let's start here with the NBA mm-hmm. and uh, the offseason. And uh, James Harden, we all know, he opted into the Sixers and uh, immediately wanted to be traded. There's some some uh, information that came out. Rob G will give us that. And then I basically want to hear from you, JR, what do you think is the better place for him to go? Is it to stay with the Clippers or, I mean, stay with the Sixers or go to the Clippers? But Rob G, come in and tell us what The Athletic uh, has reported. Sure. Well, earlier this week, ESPN reported that uh, even though James Harden had still, you know, maintained his trade demands out of Philadelphia, 
there was a reported, quote, path to reconciliation between he and the Sixers. Right. While the athletic Sam Amick shot that down in a hurry today in his latest column, saying, quote, Harden's stance has not changed. He still wants to leave Philadelphia. He's still upset with how Daryl Morey handled the situation heading into free agency last month. And here's the key thing. He's still determined to start next season in a Clippers jersey. Wow. JR, where should he go? Stay in Philly or should he go out to L.A. with the Clippers? Where are you on this? Honestly, he should retire out to uh, the strip club where he likes to be when games are most important. But if we're talking about specifically where James Harden should go, uh, let's see. The I guess the Sixers would probably be the best place to stay with Embiid and those guys. But um, I don't think that either team is going to win anything with James Harden. He's proved that over his career that he becomes more burdensome than anything else, particularly around playoff time when you need him to lock in and um, you know produce some clutch performances, something that he continuously failed to do in the playoffs. So whichever team doesn't get him is probably the luckier team. So you don't have to deal with, you know, all that comes with James Harden because it's a lot more than just basketball. So uh, stay with the Sixers. They probably have a team more built to win a championship if he ever does decide to show up in clutch moments in a decisive championship-type game. The gut is probably to stay where you are because you have Embiid and there there is an opportunity to win and Maxie's mm. there and they have some good players. But there's another part of me that says if you can go to the Clippers and they can finally just have one season where they're healthy and make a real run at it. Uh, Ooh, that's that, a big if. Well, I mean, that that's the history of their franchise. Unfortunately, I've never seen a yeah. team – uh, struck with so much bad luck and people continually getting hurt. And the one year when they were fully healthy, they choked to Denver. They were up 3-1 to one and lost that series with the Kawhi and, and with Paul George. And then without Kawhi, they went to the Western Conference Finals, which didn't make any sense when Paul George led them there. And then, of course, the last uh, year, of course, injuries. So James Harden, I mean, obviously there's something there in Philadelphia that he doesn't want to be there because he opted in to get his money. I don't think that there was much else out there for him. So that's why he opted in instead of, uh, you know, trying to go elsewhere and try something else or hoping that somebody would sign him. But here's the other thing is we have seen the playoff James Harden. Maybe he doesn't finish the job, but we saw him go into Boston without Embiid and beat the Celtics. We in game saw, one? In, in game one. And we saw him beat win game five which is usually a pivotal game on the road when, again, Rob G., correct me if I'm wrong. What did he shoot in the fourth quarter the decisive game, though? No, no, no. I'm just saying, but he did go on the road in two big games and scored over 40 points. So we know about all of his woes. I'm not acting like those things don't exist. But we also have seen moments where we say, my God, no Embiid, they win game one in Boston, and he was – on fire and game five right. that's who he is which now. is usually Once in the, a while yeah i mean that, right? that's the biggest Once issue in the blue moon yep but if you can keep if he can give you a, a few games and you do can't. have Kawhi, and you do have <laughs> and i don't I, and, and i don't he's know proving that he can't anymore no, i said a few games not like he's going to lead you <laughs> okay. 
And if you have Kawhi and you have Paul George, now I don't know what they'd have to give up to get him, which was probably Too some much. some draft. Too much I mean, for you that can't, guy you right can't now. Give up, you can't give up, uh, obviously, your team because that would defeat the purpose on getting him. But I'm going to say if I had to pick one of the two, I'm going to say the Clippers only from this standpoint. I think he doesn't want to be in Philly anymore, the same mm. way he didn't want to be in Brooklyn, the same mm. way he didn't want to be in Houston. Houston and yeah. I don't know if I want a guy – who doesn't want to be there? I've always said either you're in or you're out. And once a guy tells me he doesn't want to be there, I'm not going to force you to be on the team because you're not going to give your all. If you remember at the end in Houston, he showed up wearing a fat man suit. You remember he put on all that sure. weight because he wanted out. And I Why wonder, would I ever trust him after that? Well, I mean, I, I agree. Like you have to question whether or not, but when he – when when you're trying to win a championship, sometimes people will make that. You're not going to take them on a team you're trying to build. But if you're the Clippers and you're try, you're moving into a new building, you got to make a decision on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And if mm-hmm. and if I'm Steve Ballmer and I could get him and win a Kawhi championship, who? you know you're what, like, all when's right. The last time he's played, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. Like, like, I just can't – I'm sorry. I can't get into these hypotheticals with these players that you know are are on their way out. Kawhi Leonard does not want to play basketball anymore, Rob. Why are we talking about him over like, – like, the last time he's even done anything, that's, that was in Toronto. We're still talking about Kawhi Leonard. The last time James Harden was even relevant at all was for a little stretch in Brooklyn – when he went, what, 16-3, and three, something like that, and it looked like he might be finally playing a role that can help him win a championship. I'm personally ready, and I'm, and I'm trying to stick on topic here because you did chastise me for going a bit off the topic in the last two segments, and I apologize to producer Rob if I did. But um, the thing is, I just get tired of talking about these guys that you know are now, what, in the twilight of their careers. They're shells of their former self, but they think they command hundreds of millions of dollars as if they're really game changers. James Harden's not a game changer anymore. He's a nice little player that used to be a great player that can give you some bursts of production here and there. But we're discussing James Harden as if he's a he's an impact player that's going to change the fate of a team. He's not that guy anymore. So that's why I'm tired of talking about him. I'd like to talk about some of the younger players who are far more impactful, far more dedicated right, but to we, actually but we, winning. I get that, right? But we're and, talking and about they've been around. But we're How, talking about hard. We're talking about Harden. I know he's going to go to the Clippers and play with who? So all of a sudden, Kawhi and, and Paul George, who have played, what, 30 games together in how many years? They're going to get together. That Kawhi's going to be healthy. George's going to be healthy the whole year. Harden is going to come in, and they're going to rise to the t- uh, top of the Western standings? No, they're going to be the same team. Well, they went to the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi Leonard when only Paul George was there. And uh, Tyron Lue is a hell of a coach. I, I got to mm-hmm. admit, he is a really good coach. I've watched him up close being here in L.A. I didn't know how good of a coach he was when he had LeBron in Cleveland because you take for granted. You got the best player, so obviously you're going to be a good coach, right, because you're going to win games. But I've seen him make changes and make different uh, personnel changes and and change lineups and do stuff to win, Mm -hmm. and I'm impressed by him. And I just wonder – 
Uh, with James Harden, with your career ticking down, do you do you finally say, yeah, I I do want to win a championship. I don't want to be a player who's known for 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 uh, you know bouncing from team to team and nothing working out. Okay, if he so, says I do want to, what, so what does that entail, Rob? So you said James Harden says, yeah, I do want to win a championship. Well, I guess well, he I guess he didn't say that for the last four teams. So so what does this new James Harden does that does that entail not going out every night and to strip club? I'm being honest, strip clubs and parties. Is that, does that say I'm going to really buckle down now and try to win? No, no. Or is but he still going to go out every night and party every night and and on after game one fly out with the baby and little baby and go to the party and the Kardashian and Chloe and the, like? I don't trust them, bro. I don't want them. Right, but that's not a question. The question the Clippers, is the question is which stay team. Stay with the Sixers. Okay, stay with, so stay you, with that, the that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, yeah. I, I get that. If, I get that. Carry, this is not like you. he's not a free agent. I get that. If you were a GM and I asked you, did you want him? Then your argument would make sense. I mean, it would be like, if I don't want Clippers, him. I don't. So you're that's saying, my point. okay, so you're saying he should, but if you if you had to pick one of these two, you're I saying he it, should stay. Oh, I, you're I, saying, I open with saying he should stay. I open with saying he should stay on okay. the Sixers. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to say. But if I'm the Clippers, why would I want him? Because they, they haven't had enough to win. He's and, a shell of what he used to be. Yeah, but they still haven't won and you still look like. This is what they do all the time. You you just can't look at it and go. No, and it well, we haven't won. Well, we haven't won, so we'll just still keep doing the same thing we've done. I, no, James that's not how you do it. If he if James Harden had one of these, bro, one, one, I'd believe you. If he had one ring, I'd say sure. I just seen his act way too many times. All right, he what? needs to stay in Sixers, Philly, and let Embiid carry him. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. 
David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.